Hello and welcome to our podcast, Raising CJ. Uh, I'm the dad, Alex. Over there is the mom, Bethany. And this is episode nine of Raising CJ. We're at 13 weeks old. She's actually three months old today, which is confusing, I know, because there's more days in the month than there are weeks in a month. <laughs> right. Sure. I believe you. Yeah. Yes. I know I would normally think about three months as 12 weeks, but that's not true. No, just like how they trick you into thinking that you're only going to be pregnant for nine months. And so you're like, well, that doesn't sound very long until you realize it's 40 weeks. Oh, so many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So de- developmentally... Uh, we've noticed she's started to bring things to her mouth, like her, she's grabbing a rattle. She, I mean, I think we probably last time talked about that she's sucking on her hands. Yeah. So I, th- I think we did. If not, she's, she's been sucking on her that. hands for a while. Yeah. So now she realizes the things she's hanging on to, she can bring them to her mouth. Yeah, like her blanket or whatever. Any right. Stuff, anything she's got in her hand, she's yep. she's gonna bring it to her mouth now. Um, so we have to stop letting her play with knives. <laughs> right. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I guess, you know, you wouldn't want to give her anything small. <laughs> right. We never do. Well, but, no, you wouldn't have anyway. But yes, right. it's definitely you're like, yep, this is now like choking hazard it. time. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, and she, <laughs> she, she really likes the putting her hands in her mouth. So much that she's really started to jam her fingers down her throat sometimes. I think she like once or on twice him. she's actually caused herself to throw up because she's trying to put her hand so far into her mouth. A it's a little use. ridiculous. But yeah. She's like, mm, this is a good hand. <laughs> yeah. I've got to get it really deep in right. there. <laughs> so silly. I mean, she spits up enough, so we really don't need her to force herself to throw up. That's for sure. And I kind of wonder if she isn't starting to teethe because I noticed she also is like, sometimes she sucks on her passy, but sometimes I've noticed she kind of moves it to the side of her mouth and it's like she's chewing on it or something. Um, So, and she's been drooling a lot more. So I'm kind of keeping an eye out. Three months is like the earliest I think teething would start, but you know. It's possible. It's possible. In the very early stages of teething. I don't know. I don't know why else she's. Chewing on everything and slobbering all the time, other than she's a baby. <laughs> she's also, well, she's been talkative, but I feel like she's very talkative now. I think it's increasing. Um, yeah, she'll just say? go on and on and on. And her daycare uh, provider, when she sends a text, a lot of times it's, she's telling me stories. So I know she talks at daycare. and Sure. She talks at home and she talks a lot of the time. One night I went to bed and Alex was staying up with her because I tried to go to bed at nine. I think we've talked about this before. And Caden still doesn't go to bed till about ten thirty usually. So uh, it started started to vary anywhere you're from yeah. eight thirty to ten thirty. Yeah, but we still don't really have a routine yet. But we've been assured that that's okay. Um. Anyway, I was upstairs like trying to go to sleep, and I had to put my earplugs in, which are normally for when she's crying. <laughs> And Alex says her, you know, sometimes it takes her a while to settle down. And I'll be like, well, he's got it. So I'm going to put these earplugs in. I'm not heartless. I don't just ignore my baby crying. But a lot of times there's not, not so much anymore, but, you know, when she was less than a month old. Right. There were 
just kind of, I guess, the witching hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I was like, I'm going to have to put these earplugs in because she's just down there jabbering away and I can't sleep and I love listening, but I can't stay up and and listen to the... Think about the, how cute the, she is. Yeah, exactly. I got to get my rest. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. So that was kind of funny. that one. She was pretty loud. But. And... So I actually recorded earlier some of her talking. So Aww. let's listen to that. Uh, she also started, she's laughed. She's only done it for Alex once, and she's done it for me like maybe three or four times. She laughs in her sleep. Which well, I, she laughed. We were just taking pictures, and she laughed. Okay, so she, yeah, so she laughs. Not It's like once a day. You can get I, a laugh I out think of her. I didn't, when you said, oh my goodness, she was laughing. I, I don't know. I, I'd have caught, she just does like a, <laughs> You know, but I, I don't know. For some reason in my head, I was like, she laughed for 15 seconds, you know, and I'm like, uh-huh. I haven't seen that yet, uh-huh. but I think I'm exaggerating my expectation of what her laugh would, would be. While she laughs now. Right. But it's just like a couple of chuckles. Yeah. And it's, you can't like make her do it. You can try, but it's just right. pretty spontaneous whether or not she'll laugh yeah. or not. So it's Because you can fun. make her happy and she thinks things are funny, but a smiles. lot of times she just smiles big at you. Yeah. But there's been a few times where she'll actually start to giggle. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Very musical. It's got a nice cadence to it. <laughs> we think we're so clever whenever we, we work oh, if the she, word cadence into a sentence as the actual word. If she was awake, she would have laughed at that. Oh, sure. <laughs> Uh, and also, we've tried and trying to increase our tummy time. Yeah. It's... Uh, we've heard more about how that's important. You're supposed to get like 30 minutes a day, which is hard. Um, right. It is hard. Because sometimes you can't take more than... I did today with her, and after three minutes, she was upset. So, mm-hmm. 27 more to go. <laughs> yeah. I think the max I've ever done is 10. In uh, one time. Yeah. yeah. So, and you got to say... try to work like three 10-minute sessions in a day. Right. Which between naps and feeding and trying to get stuff done yourself is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we care about it, and so we're trying, of course. Um, but uh, I've also I've been talking to my friends a lot about this lately, so I feel like I've talked a lot about it, but I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, that I was really surprised by how hard it is for me to watch her struggle and um, like... If she has her arm in her way a certain way and she can't roll over, she, like, gets really mad and frustrated and you just really want to help her. 
let's stop tummy time. This is hard for her. Right. Um, or I, you know, you raise her arm up or tuck it in so that she can roll over it. Um, yeah. But we were just talking with our public health nurse and she was saying that you just got to let her figure it out. You shouldn't really let them struggle. Assist. Yeah. That's how they learn. Yep. Which it, makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But, but it's hard. But yeah, it's kind of funny how like heart wrenching it is to watch and not. I don't know. There's just something very, it, right. it feels very instinctual to like, help, help. Um, right. But then I was talking to my aunt and she gave me some really good, she gave me a tip that I think is really helpful. She was saying, well, you have to think about it this way. Um, is being happy, getting everything you want? Because I think I said, I just want her to be happy. I don't want her to struggle. And she said, well, is being happy, living a life without struggle and getting everything you want? Or is being happy having a sense of accomplishment when you achieve something or helping others or, you know, just kind of listing all these other things that are happy, like a more, a deeper sense of happiness. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, you feel so good when you achieve something. So I'm trying to focus on how excited she's going to be when she can roll over without help. And the only way she's going to get there is by doing that struggling. So Mm -hmm. that's been very helpful for me. Something obvious and maybe a little cliche, but when you, when I've reframed it in my mind that way instant gratification versus ultimate achievement (laughs) the ultimate achievement of rolling over on purpose (laughs) um it really helped me separate sort of you know the big picture sure it's always good to talk about these things out loud like feel crazy like why is this so hard for me and then you say it out loud and someone helps you along so yeah and I more am just about the physical, literal part of it. Because she's like trying to lean over to her right, but her right arm is straight out. And it looks like if she keeps going, she's going to pop her shoulder or something. It does look like, like it, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I want to tuck it in or up so that she can safely roll over it. Um, but I'm sure... She's not strong enough to snap her own arm or something. But and even, you it know, it looks like she could. Every day she changes a little more. Like I noticed now, if she does the thing that they talk about them doing at three to four months, which is she'll prop herself up on her elbows and that makes it easier. She kind of just falls over then to roll mm-hmm. over. So, you know, the more we do it, the stronger she gets, the easier it gets for her. So, but it's, yeah. it's a whole thing. Like if you don't right. think about it, you might go a whole day and be like, oh, yeah, we didn't do that. Yeah, and when you do do it, I just think, you know, trying to make it fun. Well, which is one reason we it's were like trying playtime. not to push it too long because right. we're like, we don't want to put her on her tummy and ever start screaming because she doesn't like to do it. So we're like, well, we'll push it a little bit, but not do a half hour and mm-hmm. she's miserable the whole time. And I know we're really supportive about encouragement, yeah, verbal vo- encouragement yeah. when she's about to flip over and she flips over and it's so exciting and yeah you did it stuff like that so yeah so that that makes it fun and a, lot, a, lot. a lot of times she like today this morning when i was doing it with her when she flipped over she then she smiled and mm-hmm. was pretty happy to be on her back so yeah i know <laughs> i don't know if it's she's proud of herself for flipping over or she's just, just hates being on her stomach <laughs> yeah. so she's like yeah i'm on my back <laughs> I want to get a flat spot on my head. I think it'll be cool. (laughs) 
Okay, so I hope this is the last time we're going to talk about this, but it has been, as you listeners know, if you've been following us, the soap opera of Bethany's paid parental leave. And even since, so the last time we were saying it's over, uh, they didn't vote on the session in, in the session or whatever, but wait, there's more. So, uh, do you want me to tell her or you got it or? I might as well. Okay. So yeah, the the legislature didn't vote to approve paid parental leave, which meant that it expired on May twenty second. So I got an email on May twenty third that said, "Hey, this is expired. You're gonna you don't have it anymore." So then, like we had planned, I used some vacation, and then we started cadence at daycare, and I went back to work. And then, meanwhile, um. The legislature, I mean, the session ended, but then they did open a special session that I think went three or four more days. And during that time in the special session, they did approve a big bill which with, had... with this paid parental leave in it, um, which was basically like an executive order by Governor Mark Dayton that needed to be approved by the legislature, state legislature. So they did that, but they really knew that probably Dayton was going to veto this big bill. It was just, the but the PPL was attached to whatever, I don't even know what else was, just a whole bunch of the state's business was in this bill. Yeah, but then I got an email from our union um, just saying, hey, we approved paid parental leave. I'm like, what? I'm at work. <laughs> and it was only two days after I'd come back to work. Um, or I think on my second day back to work. And um, so what am I doing here? And why does... I thought it was the next week. Maybe not. Maybe no, not. it wasn't. Oh, okay. Um, it was June 1st. Oh, but when you went back to work was already a week after right, the, I used the week where the session ended yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we just get an email from the union. We don't get anything from like HR or whatever, because of course they're like scrambling this whole time and they've actually been really good. Our administrative people have kept up with this as best they can, but they've got, you know, lots of tons of different cases going on and they're watching it too. And uh, meanwhile, I'm hearing a story on NPR about how, um, yeah, sure it was approved, but they might, the legis- the Republicans or somebody might contest what the legality of it later or something. And so I don't know right. if it's gonna still could be taken back, and it's just like really up in the air. So basically, um, the just the Dayton administration decided to interpret the law as, well, yes, I vetoed the bill, but that part about paid parental leave d- didn't really need to be approved as a bill. It just needed to be approved by the legislature because I created it as an executive order in the first place. So they interpreted it that uh, it's now in effect. It got approved. But the Rep- I think basically the Republicans only let, let it through because it's bad publicity if they didn't. And then they thought Dayton would veto it, which he did. But they're interpreting it as it doesn't matter if it gets vetoed. It only needed approval. 
right? So I don't know if it's real or if it's not real or if it's going to be challenged. I think they're fighting it out in the state courts, but sure. But what does that mean for me? Like, could they take it, take my leave away then after a certain point? I don't think they can sure. retroactively. But right. I'm just saying I hadn't heard anything from time, my administration, and I was really yeah. confused. By the time they sort all that out in the courts, I'm sure it'll be like the end of the year. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I really obviously it won't matter for us anymore. Yeah, for this go around. Sure. But it was confusing. Right. And I was hearing a lot of different stuff. And someone at work was like, why are you still here? Why don't you go use your... I had 104 hours of um, paid parental leave then. But I was like, I don't know if I really have it or not. And so finally... Well, so of course, I'm like calling and emailing my HR person. um, And she gets back to me as soon as she can. I think, you know, 24 hours later. It really wasn't that long, but it felt like forever. Might have been 48. She did it as quick as she could. Um, that yeah, you have this time, so you can, and you also didn't have to use your vacation. vacation. We can yeah, scratch that. that you give Sounds your good. yeah, so you can have that as paid parental leave, and then you still have a balance of hours. And so then it was a debacle or debate between us. So do we pull Cadence out of daycare then, and then I have two weeks with her now? Um, even though I already kind of started back into work, or then I realized I could do. It's called a reduced schedule, so I can just do a four-day work week and have one of my normal regular work weeks as off every um, week until I run out of paid parental leave or September 9th, whichever comes first, and I'll run out um, at the end of August. So that's really nice. That's kind of having that reduced schedule is great because, um, you know, I went through taking her to daycare the first day and the crying and the hardship of how that was. Um, and I really didn't want to have to start that over again. Also, right. I got back to work and I started up projects and started, you know, yeah. refreshing myself. So cold yeah. Again. And I didn't want to do that either, you know, but I also, you know, that's a huge piece of compensation to just throw away and also um, time with cadence. So, but to be able to just do four days at daycare for these first couple months, I think that, you know, is really good. And we have the time together, right. a long weekend as a family. Basically all the Fridays off for the summer. And yeah. Like, and I have Fridays off. Uh, my company is doing Fridays off for this summer. So uh, we both now have three-day weekends together. Yeah. So, so it's actually... It's actually kind of a win-win, I guess. Yeah. It's even better than just me being on maternity leave. It's like we're, we're both taking care of those days. So it's really good family time and really good bonding. And uh, daycare, by the way, is going really well. Um, I had been so nervous about it and cried and cried about it so much and, you know, prepared and journaled and blah, blah, blah. Um, and the first day was hard. The second day um, was a lot easier. And our provider has been texting pictures when she can. And Cadence really seems to like watching all the other kids and the faces in her face all the time. She likes the attention. Um, and the other kids really are fascinated by her. And so I think it's going really, really well, which makes it easier on me. I, all my fears about is she sleeping, you know, and all that sort of thing have kind of faded away. She doesn't always nap very well there. Um, but she doesn't seem to like cry all day. So, which is what I was really worried about that she'd be overtired and, and then just be wound up and upset all the time. And she is not upset all the time. And the, daycare provider really likes her and they seem to be bonding which is important and good and you know it's good for her to form healthy attachments to other people and 
So, and I'm enjoying being back at work. I'm really busy and I like what I'm doing. So that helps a lot. And if I was just um, meandering around or something, I think I'd have a harder time. But the days go by pretty quickly as I catch up. And especially with only four day weeks, you know, I've got a lot to pack into those four days. So yep. it's, it's going way better than I thought it would. I'm not saying it wasn't hard. It was so really hard. And it's hard. It's hard every, well, we haven't had very many, but I, you know, I think about tomorrow is mm-hmm. Monday and it's, it's, it's hard. My day to take her in. So. Yeah. And I kind of like to think of it as a little bit of a cop out. It's nice. Alex can take her in on Mondays. He works from home. Um, so then I don't have to do that drop off because that's a little bit hard to say goodbye. I still have to say goodbye before I leave in the morning. Um, but it kind of eases me back into the week. Because I do miss her. I miss her all day long, um, and I think about her. I think about her while I'm pumping and looking up things on the internet about hip development problems from sitting in carriers too long and all these things that are really easy to obsess over. But mostly it's going really well. So we both went together for her first day to drop her off. That was really good. Um, And that's something I would recommend. I mean, it's a pretty big moment. Uh you know, and then you know you might you might need each other, each other's support, or to get through it the first time. It's pretty emotional, so uh, I would recommend that. And then I guess I've only dropped her off and picked her up one Monday so far. To this tomorrow will be two, so uh, but I look forward to that because Bethany does it most of the time since she has a shorter commute. But it's it's my day that I get to experience the same thing so i enjoy having it yeah and it's an important moment of communication with the person who's watching your kid you can i mean even just saying how did it go today i you kind of learn a little bit about are they happy are they sad or is it frustrating or people are they getting along and you know and she always says it went good and i mean i'm sure she would she's not gonna tell me if it went bad well no but i i think if (laughs) If, there, if you were having a problem, that's when you'd find out, you know, right. that kind of thing. So uh, even just seeing, you know, reading the facial expressions and seeing how she interacts and says goodbye or whatever, you know, you kind of learn, is this, do I feel like I'm comfortable with this? And yeah, I do. It's reassuring for me. Yeah. So it's good for you to do it too, I think, to kind yeah, of observe that environment, see what the kids are doing. Be a participant in it. It's not, I didn't mean... Uh, I enjoy getting rid of my child, but but I enjoy being able to participate, not as much as Bethany does, but still be part of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, trimming your baby's fingernails is really difficult. Mm -hmm. It's a hard thing to do because she's squirming, and uh, basically, uh, the last time I did it, I nicked the tip of Cadence's finger. I did it. I've done that once before, but it was just like a teeny tiny little piece. Uh, This was kind of like a good chunk of the end of the fingertip. And it was terrible. It felt, of course, it feels really bad to physically harm your baby, (laughs) even though it was an accident. But, uh, and I've never seen her in, I think it was worse than her shots, personally. 
but I was gone. I had gone to go have coffee with a friend, and Alex was watching Cadence, and <laughs> she was sitting on her. Uh, I always it's a boppy. The boppy, and just being happy, and her hands were. She was kind of like her hands were neatly at her side, and her fingernails were due for a trimming. So I was like, oh, now's a good opportunity, and they did her thumb, no problem. Then I went to her pointer finger. I thought I did it, no problem, to be honest. I didn't realize anything was wrong until I saw the reaction on her face. Um, I don't know. Maybe so, the scissors is the way to go. Well, whatever. What the? I think we talked about the first time we did it was after our first doctor appointment. We um. Oh, she's awake. Hi, honey. Did it at the at the clinic at the hospital, because yeah. we were so nervous, and I think you've gotten comfortable with it, but it's still really difficult. Yeah. And so, so don't take it for. Granted, yeah, I, guess. I think don't... we'll do it as a team still. Right. Just so sure. one person can kind of hold her, hold the skin back from the finger, whether we use the scissors or whatever. You can even file them. Sure. But probably try and do teamwork from now on because it's it's a tricky thing. Right. So don't get complacent. I've been. I mean, I've done it several times. I'm kind of the one. It's kind of my task. Well, you did so well the first time. Yeah. So. But now he keeps making her bleed, and I get a phone call. Keeps so the one time. It, well, plus the one other time. Okay. It's the second time. <laughs> and this is the only bad time. I get though. a phone call while I'm hanging out, and he's like, "Well, we had an accident," <laughs> and I'm like, well, "What? Are we going to the doctor? What?" But it, you know, it was. It's something I think I've heard from a lot of people that it happens and mm-hmm. all that. But we'll just. I think. You texted your friend Lauren, so they must have done it. I don't know if they've done it. She told oh. me she uh, came home from work. She has her husband works at night, and she works during the day. And she came home one day, and she just found this really bloody rag, and was like, "What is this?" And uh, it was when their daughter was learning to walk, and she had fallen and split her lip. And oh. the dad didn't tell her because he didn't <laughs> want her to worry. Right. But, but if that happens, don't leave a bloody rag around. I guess. <laughs> She also told me to tell you next time it happens to call her <laughs> and, she'll call tell Lauren. You, and she'll tell you what to do before you freak me out. So. Okay. We'll do Lauren. <laughs> um, but yes, you know, that's just, the you know, that goes back to the sort of how it's an extension of your heart. You just can't see somebody in pain. It's horrible. Or, you yeah. know, a baby. Yeah, and I can imagine well, it was hard for Especially when I did it to her. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. So... Oh, well, she's okay now. Yep. But we did have the debacle of, okay, what do you do with an open sore on a baby finger right. when she you puts put her hand on on in her mouth all the time? You put yeah. a Band-Aid on it. What if she eats the Band-Aid? Eats the Band-Aid off. So we still have our little newborn mittens and we're... Yeah, we, we got put like a, a little... We went and bought little tiny bandages and then... A little waterproof her, Band-Aid. Yeah. And um, just really keep supervising her. We'd probably take it off if we're not going to be able to watch her closely. Yeah, absolutely. But she's happy. She's fine. Yeah. Forgot all about okay. it. It's time for Baby Gadget of the Week. <laughs> this week's Baby Gadget is... A wipe warmer. We have a munchkin wipe warmer. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if we maybe talked about it as one of the many things we bought from Target during that first week when you had to go every day. <laughs> but th- we did get a wipe warmer because I thought, especially when she was teeny tiny newborn, those cold wipes were so hard on her little bum. Mm-hmm. And nighttime changes are even more shocking. I mean, I know how it feels to have something cold on your bum. Um, 
It's not fun. So well, tell me about that. So <laughs> if you've ever had to wipe your bum with a wet wipe, it's cold <laughs> and uncomfortable I'm and sorry, a little like, shocking. So when have you? I do it in secret all the time. Cold stuff on your bum. (laughs) I don't think we need to go there. Um, But yeah, so I downsides to the Munchkin wipe warmer. It has to be plugged in, so it's using electricity all the time. All the time. That's the thing I don't like. Yeah. um, I wish there was a button you pushed, and thirty seconds later you had a hot wipe. Right. But it's just hot all the time. Yes. To keep the ones on top warm. Mm Hmm. And th- another downside is we buy wipes in bulk from Sam's Club, and they split a package into two, and it fits just less than a wipe refill in it, um, which is not a big deal, but it's just kind of funny to me. Like, it's just too small to have a full wipe refill in it, so then you have a couple extra left over, which is, you know, you have a diaper bag, you can stash them in, and all kinds of other wipe containers, but I'm like, why isn't it just a smidgen bigger? Um <laughs> But it does make the warm wipes warm and toasty, and I think it does help with nighttime changes. Do I think it's a necessity? Maybe not, uh, but I do like it. And I can imagine, um, you know, maybe like when she's sleeping through the night and things, I can imagine maybe just not using it anymore. Because, or now that it's warm, um, too, like when it's really hot, I don't think it matters. Oh, sure. But. Yeah, we can see. I mean, I didn't look at the specs. It probably doesn't draw that much electricity. Sure. As a heat source, it probably draws some. So. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be the main thing is um. And I know we're not we're not diligently like unplugging it before we leave for work. No, you which know, you could do. On. Yeah, yeah. You, you could do. Um, yeah. Maybe I could put it on a little. You could get one of those little timer things and plug it into that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. Um, so that's the downside is that it's just on all the time but other than that yes cadence does certainly prefer the warm wipe over a cold wipe because she'll let you know that she's upset when you put a cold wipe on her uh and now it's time for our second edition of children's movie review Review. we watched beauty and the beast the live action film yes we also own the cartoon version yeah you own it uh you may have been in the room when i watched it while i was pregnant well sure so you're familiar with it (laughs) yes i know it (laughs) but we're big emma watson fans yeah we're big harry potter fans so we're big emma watson fans um and it was done well as a movie here's what i like about it they did a good job of making Belle into a heroine i think in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. now I'm afraid to say this a little. I thought about this and I was like, oh, I bet somebody who's like a real feminist art critic knows something about this movie that, you know, you could probably dig up something that is not actually sure. a good you image of a woman. Twist yeah, it, exactly. Whichever way you want. But for me, compare it to some other like princessy type movies. I mean, here you have a heroine who likes to read um, and she's smart and then she is really brave and saves her dad. And then she falls in love with someone who is not beautiful, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then she saves him too, kind of. Um, or tries, you know, rushes back to save him after the villagers start storming the castle. So she's brave. And uh, that was really neat. And they went a little bit more in depth on the stories about 
both of them having lost their moms, and that was kind of touching. And there were different songs in it, new, you know, in addition to additional ones. Yeah, yeah, they didn't replace any of the songs. And one of them I really liked. Um, I was going to find it because I thought it was a really good new song. The one the dad is singing while he's tinkering with the windmill he makes. Um, Right. uh, And so I... So there's a difference. He's an artist instead of a mad scientist or whatever. An inventor. inventor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but for the most part, it it hung on to it. Uh, you know, some of some of the lines fell flat again for me, kind of like in saying where some things I was like, that's supposed to be funny, but it's really not. But then, I, you know, again, I think that might be like kid humor versus adult humor. So, sure. Um, but really, I I thought it was quite good. Mm-hmm. I thought um, I was a little skeptical about seeing seeing the beast in like whatever just like a picture mm-hmm. uh, it's like because his horns are huge and mm-hmm. i was like the cartoons horns like just have these little tiny little horns and yeah <laughs> um i don't know i think i don't think they were able to make his head like as huge and like mm. lion many as the cartoon so i think they had to add something to make him appear larger or whatever. So I think mm-hmm. that's why they did the bigger horns. It it didn't like matter. I guess it didn't distract or anything. So the horns were fine. And it was um, neat to see some of the the castle, um, like her room that she goes to at first. It was really beautiful, and you know some neat set design and stuff like that. I'm not really into that, so I can't be too critical of it or whatever. But I thought it was visually pleasing, and the music sure. was good. We kind of ran into yeah, a I little. Bet they could be Oscar nominated for costume design or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, we had, Cadence liked it. She was awake while we were watching it and she did seem to like the music again, but we ran into a little problem where she was looking at the screen sometimes and, well, I don't mind her listening, you know, to especially something that's kind of musical like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, should a three month old be like watching the television? And so I kind of tried to position myself between her and the screen. We don't, I don't really, I don't know that it matters. Like if you had five kids and the youngest one was watching a movie with you on family night, would you care? But I assume there's probably something about letting a baby watch TV that you probably don't want right. to do. So she, I think she liked it, but I don't know okay. that that was a good thing. Hmm. I guess I thought when I was holding her, she didn't seem to care. When we were laying Even on the floor when together. there was a song going on. Oh, no, I... I had her for the majority of the movie on the floor, and okay. she was into it. Well, then it. I'll defer to you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how many stars. I, would, I, don't even I was thinking we should have a Lion King rating system, like two Timons up, or five Kings, or four Nalas out of five. But then I was like, why the Lion King? It's just because it's right. a kid's movie I like. And it should have a theme. The we should have a theme rating system. But since we haven't discussed it, I think for now we could just say... It was good. <laughs> it was worth you, seeing. How many, like, nine out of ten pacifiers? <laughs> we'll just say it was good. It was also, it was two hours long, which was a little long, I thought, but still good. Maybe just because my attention span is really shortened now that we have a baby, and she can only do it, anything for, like, ten minutes at a time, so I only do anything for ten minutes at a time. <laughs> And now she's awake and with us. Yeah, and smiley. She likes it when we talk about her. That's all I have for this one. Do you got anything else no, you want to talk about? No, 
still fun, still busy. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Raising CJ. Uh, as always, you can uh, listen to this and past episodes on our website, raisingcj.com. Uh, you can email us uh, to email at raisingcj.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks Thank for you. listening.